Well, everybody, yo, LA, what's going on? My name is Bobby, your host. With me today is Patrick, all the way from Hawaii. What's up, fools? And what's going on? I think we're going to be having Moba joining us in a little bit. He's out at dinner right now, but um, he should uh, hit us up any moment now. And once that happens, we will add him onto the call. Anyways, LA, the LA, uh, the NFL draft is going on right now. I think we're on pick number 27 or 28. Yep. Huge news today. Jared Goff got drafted number one overall by the LA Rams. And I just got a text from mobile right now saying that he's headed home. So basically the NFL draft is going on right now. The first round, um, in case you guys have missed it, there's been a lot happening today. I don't remember this much drama going on in the first round, especially within the first couple of hours. Um, so yeah, Jared Goff got drafted number one overall, but that's not even the tip of the iceberg of all the drama. There's Laramie Tunsil and his drop-off, and let's touch on that in a bit. Miles Jack and his drop-off, let's touch on that in a bit. Roger Goodell getting booed every single time, no matter what. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I hate that guy so much. I love it. And this all happening in the beautiful city of Chicago. If you guys are fortunate to take a look at the draft, I mean, the setting in Chicago looks absolutely beautiful. I can see why uh, the NFL draft is out there right now. But like I said, anyways, we're going to add mobile on pretty soon. Before that, let's get started. Before so, we get started, uh, the Niners just picked Joshua Garnett. He's a guard. So Oh, from what school? He's from Stanford. Oh, so wait. So the 49ers picked him. How how that happened? Yeah, I, there must have been a trade or something. I don't know with the with the Seahawks. I wasn't really paying attention. So Arizona Arizona's next, and they're in Carolina, and then uh, whoever the hell the Denver pit, uh, traded with, I forgot. Interesting. So yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna ask Mobile this in a little bit, but Pat, what do you think about the picking up of Jared Goff over Carson Wentz? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they picked up uh, Jared Goff and. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, Bobby, but I think that was the smart move. That was the kind of the safe move, you know. With it seemed like a kind of a coin toss between these two guys, uh, Goff and um, uh, the other dude. Blank on his name, um, but yeah, Wentz. So, but I think from everything I heard, and I think I talked about it last time I was on. Like, he seemed the most pro ready. He seemed the most kind of. Uh, he seemed the most kind of like kind of like you could plug and play him as much as you can with a quarterback, you know, he could get kind of get started. I don't, I hope they don't start him like right away. I hope he kind of sits on the sidelines for a bit and watches, um, <laughs> watches the, uh, the quarterbacks, other quarterbacks on the Rams stumble a bit and learn from their mistakes. <laughs> um, cause he, I mean, I, I want this kid to be kind of be like the franchise quarterback cause there's so much pressure on this kid right now. Like, you know, new city, you know, it's L.A., so there's – Jesus, that's that's enough pressure as it is right there, and he's a rookie, so, you know. So, and I think it's a good spot for him. You know, he's a California kid, so he doesn't have to go that far. So, uh, I'm, I'm happy with the pick, you know, because Rams, Rams just needed one position badly in his quarterback, so they had to kind of – they kind of had to deal with what they have – they had in the draft, and I think this is the best choice for them. So – curious though man how come you don't want him to start right away because you know um they don't really have that many options available at quarterback unless you you want if you're comfortable of case keenum starting over him yeah i mean they, they don't and it it really we have to see how everything plays out in the offseason or in um summer workouts and then mini camp and and in preseason and all that so there's a lot of shit that still has to play out i don't know maybe maybe it's just like i'm i'm an old man and like i like the old way of how back I feel like back in the day that there used to be a lot more of uh, guiding these quarterbacks kind of uh, slowly into the starting position instead of just tossing them in there, and you could kind of get a better, more polished quarterback kind of when you slowly sort of incorporate them into the offense. Whereas now I think we're so desperate for quarterbacks because we're, we're through, every team is passing the ball more and more, and the NFL is a, a passing league now. Like 
you want it once you get that quarterback, you want you just toss him in there and and you hope and pray that he's the the type of guy that he was in college. I don't know. I just I just want to see. I just look towards the long term solution. Like I want this. I want Jared Goff to be the answer for the next few years instead of this year, especially with with the move and everything. Because there's going to be a lot of distractions going on with with uh, hard knocks and everything. So okay. So uh, with that logic, then your that logic says that you feel as if he his confidence would get fragile then. No, not necessarily. I just want him to learn the offense and learn learn being a, learn about being an NFL quarterback um, first before actually playing it. I mean, maybe he maybe he'll pick it up quicker than than uh, than, we, I'm, than I'm than I'm imagining, and he'll he'll do really well. I mean, if that's the case, then start him. I mean, if he's by and large like th- like that much better than than Case Keenum or and or um, uh, not Goff, um, the other dude, uh, Nick Foles. Oh, Foles. Okay. If he's better than Foles and Case Keenum by like a wide margin, then I mean, you might as well start him. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, don't yeah. feel like you have to start him. You know. Okay, so, so he's a rookie quarterback coming in. Um, I'm gonna give him a seventy percent chance that he's gonna start over the other. Yeah, guys I mean, right there's away. a good shot he will, anyways. So. so there's two trains of thought then. Um, if in case people don't know this, Pat is a huge Green Bay Packer fan. The reason being is because. He grew up a Packer fan in the 90s and all that stuff, even though he's from out here. Um, so there's two trains of thought. There's the the Packer route in having him, you know, Goff sit, sit back for a couple of years, similar to how Rodgers sat back with Favre, right? Yeah, so there's one, probably my bias right there, kind of bleeding in a little bit. Maybe, maybe. And then there's the other train of thought of, throwing him in there if he's ready. And a team that was very successful with that recently is the Seattle uh, Seahawks with Russell Wilson. He started from day one, and he was a third-round draft pick. And so you've seen Jared Goff play um, definitely over Carson Wentz. I don't think anyone's seen Carson Wentz play. Do you feel as if he's ready to step in then? I think so. I mean... To step in, yeah. I mean, to to I think it's going to take a this year. I, I think we need to kind of temper our expectations. Yeah, which is going to be difficult because LA fan base is kind of hard to impress right away. But you know, he's got he's got Todd Gurley to kind of lean on. Cause so he, he, you know, he'll he'll Todd will you know take a lot of uh, attention away from him. You know, the, the defense will focus on him because he's such a prolific running back already. Um. You know, I'm I'm hoping that they. I mean, shit, they don't have another pick till what Saturday. Yeah, all the way in the fourth round. So I hope they pick up a decent wide receiver for him. But by that point, they might not have one available. But you know, if they can get a decent wide receiver uh, on Saturday, that would I mean obviously help them out because I'm not. You know, Brian Quick and Austin Davis were, um, or not Austin Davis, Tavon Austin, Tavon Austin. Austin. I'm thinking about basketball, (laughs) fucking Clippers, Um, but. I think they're decent enough, but in order to elevate his to make him a better quarterback, I think they need a better wide receiver. Okay, so let's compare this to last year then with Jameis and Mariota, right? Yeah, those two going one and two, and those two being on the verse the worst two teams um, the previous year. So now that you got Goff coming in, he's. Do you think that he's in a better situation than those two? I think the I think he is actually because you look at you look at what the Rams have they have a pretty solid defense mm-hmm. and they have a franchise running back um, and that 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 is something that I don't think that the Titans or the uh, the Buccaneers had last year at all right you know I mean they might have had a good running back for the Bucks might have in um, in Doug Martin but I don't think they nearly had the, uh, as good of a defense as the Rams as the Rams had even though. Even though the stats kind of didn't show that, because the offense really didn't do the the defense any favors on the Rams side, um, so I think yeah, Goss in a good position because he's going to be highly motivated to to want to impress this new LA LA team, the fan base and the team itself, um, and he's got a, an amazing amazing um, complement of of uh, players in in um, the defense and Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah. So do you think he looks like Ryan Gosling? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the he real does, reason yeah. why the Rams drafted him? Because they need a Hollywood-looking star. You know, and, it makes sense too, because I think he's better looking than than um, 
than Wentz. Uh, it, it makes sense for him to be the the Hollywood quarterback. Yeah, so, I mean, ooh, Robert Dice got just got picked. Are you serious? By who? Yeah, by Cardinals. Oh Oof. my goodness, that's a huge pickup. That's scary. Well, he has. I mean, we'll, we can talk about it later when we talk about the whole off the field drama. But he's got some issues too, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Let's wait on Laramie and uh, yeah. Dice for when Mobile comes in because he definitely yeah. has an opinion about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is Miles yeah. Jack still on the table? He's yeah, he's still on the play- table, and Carolina's on the board. So, so Carolina, I could see. So Carolina and Seattle are the only teams left to pick, and I could see they have obviously really good defenses. And can you imagine those defenses with Miles Jack? Oh my goodness, it could be that could be scary. That can definitely be scary. Okay, well, let's change up from uh, Jared Goff then. Um, let's go into Roger Goodell getting booed every single time. <laughs> oh man, it's so awesome. <laughs> Like I know that he's not gonna like intern. I know he's not gonna take this and be like, "Hey, maybe I should change my my image with the with the NFL fan base." Every I know he's not gonna time, change. But. Every single time he went up, he got booed. It's the and 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 booed loud too. Like it was deafening at some points. It, it, I feel as if the fans were just waiting for a little silhouette of Goodell yeah. to come out <laughs> and start booing. And just, Boo. Dude, it was it was it was funny because I was watching the first half of the draft at the gym. And so whenever I saw him kind of walk up to the podium, um, the closed captioning would, you know, they'd be they'd be on the top of the screen would have what the the, the announcers were saying, and then in quotation marks it would say "crowd booing," <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, "Good job, guys, good job, keep those boos coming, I love it." Well, it was funny. You and I were talking about this, and it seemed as if Godal, you know, Godal took it in stride. He was smiling every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I would be too too if yeah, I was making how much you can do. Making fifty million dollars a year, but Goodell was smiling every time, and it seemed as if, at a moment, he was just—he would be taking people along of stage with him, and you know, anytime Goodell's bringing someone on stage with him, it's going to be for a good story. Yeah. So it, I felt as if Goodell was bringing people up on stage to kind of be like, okay, well, what can I do to get these people not to boo me? <laughs> And I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up cancer kid. <laughs> yeah, boo! This kid has cancer. Yay! <laughs> it was funny. The boos were like, boo! Oh, shit! Start clapping. Start yeah. clapping. All right, woo! <laughs> and then the fans are still going like, but this next boo is for you, Goodell. We're gonna, we're gonna wait until the cancer kid goes away. Yeah, it was funny because they were start because when the I forgot who it was who they picked after the the kid with cancer. I think it was the Denver pick after Paxton Lynch. Um, they they had like B-roll rolling, ESPN did, of Paxton Lynch and all of his top plays. Mm-hmm. And in the background, you can hear the booze just like like a tidal wave just come crashing over. Like once once you could you could tell once the, the cancer kid walked off the stage, like the booze just fucking just came on, <laughs> just came rolling in like a fucking tsunami. It was amazing. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Yeah, just double down. Double so, down on that. Um, who's I love on the NFL right fans. Now? Is Carolina on the clock right now, you say? Yeah, the the pick's in. Now I just got to wait for him to walk up again. All right, let's see who it is then. Got to wait for fucking Mel Kuyper to stop yapping. Oh, see, I had it on NFL Network. Oh, do you? Uh, okay. I did. I did. Nice. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, it's funny. Like I think every year that goes by, I'm paying more and more attention to the NFL because of fantasy football and all that shit. Right. And so I'm paying more and more attention to these kids in the first in the first round of the draft, and so now I know more and more about these kids, and I'll I'll probably be following them a lot more in the in the season than I would have in the past with with first round picks. So. Yeah, it's because you you make a weird personal connection with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you do. It's weird. Yeah, the, the NFL does such a good job in getting you to know who these kids are. Yeah, they do. And so now I I was telling you earlier today that. I want to see everyone do good, <laughs> no, no matter. Oh, yeah, what. Yeah, no. I, I, aside from a couple of guys who I think are kind of douchey, like I want them all to do really well. And like I'm, if they have, if the guy, and I love guys that have off the field issues, and I love to see them kind of resolve those, and then like kind of learn from their mistakes and mature. Like uh, Tyron Matthew, like I, I, I really do not like that kid. Yeah. And then he just, he just turned it around, man. After a year or two, and just realized he needs to like change his ways and kind of mature and. He did that, and dude, I fuck, I love that guy. I got so sad when I saw him tear his ACL or MCL, whatever it was, in that playoff game. Yeah, yeah, Tyron Matthew. I got really sad for him, and he's an awesome you know, guy for sure. We here yeah, at Yola love the guy, man. 
the, yeah. So the, yeah, exactly. The turnaround that he did with his career, not just his career, his life, how he wants to help out his community, and that's that guy's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I like how they, yeah I like how they do that. I mean, it's it's easy too because it's easy too to follow these kids because I mean shit. We we were ton of, we were kind of talking about it earlier about how sick we are of, of the hype for the draft now because it's been going on for absolutely like two months. It's just fucking exhausting. Well, what so. goes on with the draft with the NFL now after when's the last day Saturday? What? Yeah, jeez. We go from May, just... June, and in July is that when training camp starts in July? Yeah, sometime during the summer. Because I remember, I remember just wasting away last year because I had just you know moved to Hawaii and shit. And it was fucking humid as hell. Come home from work sweating, like trying just walking from my car to my to my apartment. Yeah. And uh, the, I remember that first day that I got. I, I think it was Tuesday, some random Tuesday when 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 um when a hard knock started, fucking just ran from my my car to my apartment and turned. I remember I, I turned HBO on to go watch uh to go watch hard knocks. <laughs> So yesterday on our episode, Mo and I touched up on Sam Bradford. Let me hear your opinion on the guy. Oh, I could go on for thirty minutes about this little, little, little fucking namby pamby bitch. Do it, dude. Like, okay, so how much? I I I, sh- I wanted to look this up, but I forgot because I was busy with the gym and shit. I want to see how much money he's made ever since he got drafted, mm-hmm. and how much money like and the Eagles what paid him 22 million dollars for the next 2 years or some shit and he's bitching and moaning about having to having to compete against a rookie like are you serious bro like he he's nervous that he's his job's going to get stolen by a rook like and if that's the case that means that he's he needs to kind of internalize his shit and realize maybe you're not as good as a quarterback as you think you are and you're not worth this fucking money this much money yeah. you know yeah like you got to shut the fuck up and prove yourself on the field because you definitely didn't prove yourself to the eagles Fan base or the or the or the the team managers, uh, or the front office, I should say, um, with your performance this year. I mean, you should know that, Bobby. You you had him on your fantasy football team. <laughs> there was so much hype around that dude this year. Like he was like going to be the next fucking Brett Favre. You know, I, I should hate the guy. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, you should fucking be you should be fucking steamed right now, man. Like we were, everyone was all like, "Oh man, the Chip Kelly offense is going to be really quick and." Sam Bradford's going to work really well with that team, blah, 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 blah. And, like, they just were the biggest disappointment this year or last year. Uh, and for him for him to kind of just be all like, you know, you paid me – you've paid me basically, like, upwards of $30 million to, pay, to play a stupid game. And I'm going to bitch and moan about you drafting a quarterback as, as a com- competition for me. Like, I, I fucking hate that shit. It makes him se- seem so entitled and, and – uh, uh, Jermaine Afidi – uh, offensive tackle for Texas A&M is the last pick for Seattle. I think they need they needed help on their offensive line, so that's that was the pick. So that's it. End of first round. Uh, th- I think so, right? Yeah, because there's only 31 picks. Because, yeah, 31 picks because yeah. the Patriots got their second away. Um, oh. well, did you hear the rest of our podcast yesterday regarding Sam Bradford? No. Okay, so um, Mobile's in the same camp as you. I am as well. Uh, obviously any guy that's, you know, going to boohoo about that, I'm not going to be in favor of. However, uh, there is a little caveat. So he, he signed a two year, $36 million deal with Philadelphia, right? Yeah. $11 million with, of which is a signing bonus. So he gets it right away. He gets a $7 million base salary this year. So this year he's getting paid $18 million. The crux of it is though, it's a two year contract. So they signed a very high insurance policy in Chase Daniels. He's good. Um, Then, you know, the Eagles go ahead and draft, I mean, make a trade for the number two pick who ends up being Carson Wentz. What does that tell you? It tells you that Bradford doesn't have a chance to fulfill his second year of his contract, meaning – he doesn't have a chance to to pick up his next eighteen million dollars next year, which if he makes the if he makes the roster next year by March, then he gets four million guaranteed. If he makes it after that, he gets the rest rest of his money. However, knowing how quick the um, knowing how quick 
quarterbacks are getting rushed into the league this year. Sam Bradford knows. Sam Bradford essentially knows that next year he's gone, so he doesn't have a chance. So that's why he wants to get traded. The reason why he wants to get traded is so that he can have that next year of $18 million. Whereas opposed after this year, guess what? He's getting cut. So that's why he wants to get traded. It, well, do you know, I mean, there's a good way for him to avoid this. And it's like play a, play the at the level that what, at what you're paid, you know? Right. Basically, you know, it's it's not like the Eagles... I mean, it, the Eagles are just doing what they need to do to get to get their team in a good position to win. Because I mean, looking at his performance last year, they're like, "All right, well, we can't can't trust this kid long term, so let's try and get someone for the future." I mean, maybe we let Sam Bradford play this year, and if he does well, sweet, let let's keep him on for another few years. But I mean, it's on him to play well and prove that he should be the starter. You know, yeah. I don't. It, they could easily trade like uh, Carson Wentz away if he. <laughs> away as if they wanted to if, if sam bradford turns out to be a really good player this year it's just you know it's on you bro stop so, complaining and buckle down and, and practice and try harder so that's practice the, harder yeah that's the really funny thing so i'm really curious about the quarterback situation in philadelphia this year because that's going to be a lot of drama especially in a city like philadelphia so oh yeah you know with all this bad press coming out of sam bradford you know the philly fans want him out Right, oh, so yeah, they sure. don't they don't care for that guy. They they they're cheering for Carson Wentz right now. I was actually surprised. Um, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Sam Bradford this year to perform. So oh, let's yeah. say he actually does perform, right? Yeah. Let's say he actually does perform. It's and an they, easy way to get the crowd back on your side. Believe me, <laughs> just so, start winning. So how big of a mess is Philadelphia in knowing that Bradford's performing well? They're winning games. And yet they have this uh, rookie quarterback in the wings that they know they're going to hand the keys to, anyways. Or is this a luxury? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. There's so many different ways you can take this. Like they could, because they've slowly been getting rid of all the guys that Chip Kelly picked up. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny how they've just been getting rid of every guy that Chip Kelly had his paws on. So this could be another move by them to slowly try and get rid of every anything that had to do with the Chip Kelly era. era. So that could be a thing, but I don't I don't really think it's I don't I don't think that's a smart business move. I don't think that's what they're doing. But I mean, it, I think I don't know. I, I think they're just trying to. They just got wins as insurance. You know, they they just they're not confident in in Sam Bradford, and they just wanted to. They they kind of saw what the other quarterbacks that were, were available, and they're like, well. We don't like the other guys, Paxton Lynch or Connor Cook or the Hackenberg kid, but we like Wentz and Goff, and let's try and get at least one of the guys, and let's trade up to the second pick. So, All right, well, let's continue to talk about quarterbacks then, and we'll tie in Bradford in a moment. So Paxton Lynch uh, went to Denver in the first round, and that's really interesting because Denver and San Francisco um, have been, you know, as been talking in trade talks lately for Kaepernick and yeah. now that's pretty much gone because now Denver has a quarterback signed for pretty much locked for five years in Paxton Lynch and yeah, Kaepernick's basically gonna be stuck with the the Niners this year it looks like okay well is he because I, I think it's good for him if he stays there especially with a court uh, a guy like Chip Kelly that will be his his coach but Kaepernick yeah. doesn't want to be there no he does not so Interesting. What are Kaepernick's options? You think? I I mean, I don't th- I don't think he's going anywhere to be honest. So I think he's going to be staying put. But I think the only options are I mean, should it was Denver and that's pretty much buttoned up. Maybe the Jets because they're start they're, they're still trying to figure out um, their shit with Fitz, Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, so that, that's the possibility. That's the only team I can really think about that hasn't had the quarterback position um, solved yet. So, what do you? Let's throw some oh, other teams. Oh, out. sorry, they're showing a picture of Tunsil. We can talk about it later. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let's wait. It's the first time I've seen that. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> He's wearing a fucking gas mask. <laughs> yeah, we're Holy gonna wait for mobile on that. But shit. all right, um, sorry. Go on. Let's. I'm gonna throw some teams out there. Okay. So yeah. you you mentioned the Jets. They're they're in quarterback limbo right now with. Fitzpatrick. Um, how about the Bills? Is Taylor Taylor the man, 
Are they behind him on that, you think? I think he kind of proved himself towards the end of the year, to be honest. Um, he, uh, I mean, he's, he's obviously he's mobile. That's, that's good. Always good for a quarterback because they can kind of spread the field a little bit if they've got legs. Um, I mean, he's inconsistent, yeah, but I don't think – I don't think going into the offseason they were like we need to we need to get a, a another quarterback because we're not we don't trust this kid. Uh, I think he definitely proved himself towards the end uh, because goddamn freaking uh, Sammy Watkins was getting TDs left and right towards the end. But um, I think they're fine with another year. I think this is a crucial year, uh, cru- crucial year for him. Um, so they might be reassessing his this position next year in the offseason. Okay, so I think they're I think they're fine with them right now. How about Bradford to the Jets? Bradford? Mm-hmm. I can see that. They're not in the same. They're not. Wait, Bradford to the Jets? Are they in the same conference? No, they're no, not no. in the same conference. Uh, yeah, I can see that. How about if, if it gets to that point for the Jets? How about Bradford to San Francisco? Maybe. <laughs> Possibly, I don't know. Although now with with Kaepernick probably staying, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. A lot of drama going on. It's yeah, hard to say. The, the it's fun, crazy. The funny thing is, is because Kaepernick wants out of San Francisco. You yeah. know, he he really wants out really bad. Um, I don't see why he would though. I mean, obviously, well, I can see why he, he's had a bad couple of years there, and I don't think the San Francisco fan base likes him anymore. But well, it's hard to like him when he's openly saying that he wants to leave, you know? Yeah. So, But if you were him, wouldn't you want to stay in San Francisco knowing that you have Chip Kelly? Yeah. I mean, it's, and I think those, I mean, I think his style of play and Chip Kelly's style of coaching kind of work. I mean, his, his offensive uh, stylings kind of fit each other. They complement each other kind of a, a fast offense with a pretty mobile quarterback. So I, th- I would think that he'd be thrilled with the, with having Chip Kelly as a coach, but maybe he's just kind of burnt out with, with, with all the negativity with his play in San Francisco the past few years. And he was maybe a little butthurt over have, losing his job, his job to uh, Blaine Gabbert. So there could be some of that, some of that where his ego got kind of hurt a little bit. So yeah. that possibility. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's not over. Even though the draft is, well, not over, but even though the first round's over and all the quarterbacks are, most of the quarterbacks are picked. Still plenty of movement that could happen, so it's pretty interesting. How about Ohio State, though, getting three guys in the top 10, four guys in the top 16? It's pretty good. I mean, that's why they won the, the national championship two years ago. All those good players. So do you think uh, it's funny how like the conversation was all about, what, Cardale Jones a year and a half ago, two years ago? Yeah. Or no, about a year ago because that's when the championship was. And he's just like dropped off the face of the the planet. Like he's not even in the conversation. Do you uh, do you see him getting drafted at all? I mean, maybe like late, what fourth round or something, possibly for teams that are desperate for depth at quarterback. Late fourth round, I, I can see him going on the third day. Yeah, know? yeah. Towards I the end. I would like to see the Rams pick up Braxton Miller. Uh, Ooh yeah. Anyone that has that much diversity or versatility. Oh yeah, like and just and being level and being even keeled enough and not having ego and to the point where like you're told that like yeah you're a good quarter he was quarterback right and then went to wide receiver absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. and then like being the kind of guy like all right fine you want me a wide receiver that's fine I'll I'll be this amazing wide receiver as well and it it just shows that he's he's a mature guy like he didn't he didn't take to Twitter and rant about it and you know get all buttered he just you know put his head down and just worked at it you know I like that yeah but. The problem is the Rams don't have a pick until the third day in the fourth ah, round. So fucking Rams. I think he's gonna go third round. That's that's yeah. my inkling. Um, Goff, you better be worth it. <laughs> you better be worth it, Brian Goffling. I mean, Jared Gosling. I mean, Jared Goffling. I mean, Jared Goffling or Jared Goff or whatever your name is. Funnily enough, I uh, we now follow him on Instagram. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. He you know he seems like a good kid, man. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He seems pretty normal. From what I've seen and heard. Yeah, you know, his Instagram account is actually an Instagram account. You can tell that he controlled it when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, it dates back to 2011, I, I believe. So when he was in high school. Like, if, you know, and you look at the pictures and he looks young. Oh, really? And yes. his, his, um, 
his posts are just definitely of what a kid would make, right? Yeah. So, right. and then now eventually the past couple of months is obviously not him doing the post anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's got a person for that shit. Yeah, you know, he's got, thank you, Red Bull, for providing us. <laughs> <us. laughs> and but the money you gave me. It's it's amazing how fans can be. Let me read you something that I found on his Instagram account. Like I don't know, man. Trolls will be trolls will be trolls. Like They'll always be out there, no matter what you say. Um, but... That kind of, you kind of, this is totally not on topic. Um, but I don't know if you saw this, Bobby, and it's kind of an, an important, I'll, I'll change gears here a little bit for a yeah. second. Yeah. There was a, a good uh, video, you can check it out later, about um, these these random guys off the street would read these mean tweets that female um, sports reporters got, speaking of, of trolls. Okay. I don't know if you saw that. It was kind of an awareness to show that, like, the, you know, we we don't we tend to not a lot of guys don't take women seriously that are sportscasters because they're women, and uh, it was just kind of extremely uncomfortable, but also eye opening to see you know just normal dudes read these tweets in front of these women. And the tweets were about these the, they were, the tweets were about the women that they were sitting in front of and like how uncomfortable they would get. Like some of the stuff that they said in those things were like extremely vulgar, like about wanting one of the, they wanted one of the girls to be you know like uh bill cosby's next victim or oh something like that god i know and it's just like for them being women and for them covering sports like that's why they don't like them and it's like you know just to go on the whole troll thing just briefly like it's just scary how people bring that shit up to to just random celebrities that they don't know or just people they don't know and they don't think about it because they can hide behind their stupid phones or computers oh it's terrible you know, but you, I, I would, I would suggest you watch it just to kind of get an ex, like a, just a um, perspective of what they kind of go through. It's, it was pretty humbling to be honest with you. I feel bad for the for the the, the, the reporters, but they kind of took it in stride because they've they've seen all those tweets before. It's just the dudes reading them in front of the girls were just so like uncomfortable. That's scary shit, man. Um, I know it is scary. Do you know who Giada is? The the famous chef, the cook girl. Yeah, yeah. the cook. Yeah. I mean, she's a good-looking girl, right? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know who she is. <laughs> yeah, my, my friend was reading me a comment that she got the other day um, on her Instagram account. So poor Giotto has just posted up a picture of her reading a book, right? And yeah. it was something like, I enjoy this book. And some jackass writes, I would come on your fucking tits any day. Ugh, like, like, what? Dude. The- like dude she's and it's just... like guys it's like on it's and it's weird too it's not like dudes with like anonymous accounts it's like guys with like actual accounts that have friends on there and family on their own accounts and yeah it's like what are you fucking thinking like it's so weird like i don't maybe it's like a, a new age thing like because for me i mean i'm not that old but like i i didn't grow up with the internet so like i just just i don't identify with it as much as younger people do so it's just weird to 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 say that and attach that to your own name, it's just really bizarre. It's bizarre, dude. I don't get it. So I, I found the some of the comments. Most of the comments are really nice. They're mostly from L.A. people. Some of oh. it's kind of funny because uh, Jared Goff is from Northern California, so he's a San Francisco Giants fan. He's anti-Dodger. He's anti-Laker. <laughs> nice. And so, you know, that's normal for a kid growing up from Northern California. Yeah, whatever. And uh, there's... LA fans saying, "Hey man, welcome to LA." But uh, your anti-Dodger and Laker fans that won't fly around here, dude. <laughs> Ugh, shut up. Um, then there's people saying, "Fuck your art and face, dude." It should have <laughs> been. It should have been Weist. Uh, Wentz. I seen you last week with my dad smoking weed. What? what? Hell, yeah, you know just... that shit ain't Red Bull and it's beer. This is M Blaine underscore football underscore All Star. Yeah, you're a fucking hero, dude. Matthew W. Matty B. Yeah, you're a fucking weirdo. He's a Browns fan. Yeah. Yes, he, it's just, he plays Halo for days. <laughs> he wants you to follow you follow him, but his account is private. Does uh, he does he does he play Halo and chill? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. guy's a fucking idiot, dude. People are so weird, dude. I don't but get it. For the most part, there's a lot of nice people. I we commented, we said, welcome to L.A. Brahimus. <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping for you over Wentz. Thumbs up. There you go. Um, 
Mobile should be here any minute now. Let's see. Yeah, it'll be cool to see him though, and um, to see him before uh, we actually see him on the on the playing field on Hard Knocks. You know. Yeah. Really excited to see that that see that play out this summer. Should be pretty cool because they do a really good job. HBO does with with that program. Yeah, it's really compelling shit. He wants the number sixteen. His hero growing up was Joe Montana. You know, he there was a lot of Joe Montana references. Or no, I'm sorry, it was Steve Young references. A lot of references between um, Steve Young and um, uh, Jerry Goff. Oh, was he a fan of his or something? Well, I mean, I could see that with the Bay Area and all that stuff. But no, they're they're just. Comparing him to Steve Young with his running ability, kind of a bit, you know, quick and moving in the pocket and stuff like that. So, but that's, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to judge a dude because he doesn't cheer for the team that I cheer for. Yeah, like, no. Everyone's, everyone's from somewhere else. So, if anything, I'm going to, you know, me, dude, I like to heckle no matter what, but I'm not a jerk oh, like that. No, no. I like but a good, like, ribbon here and there. I'll know? heckle him for being good looking and looking like Ryan Gosling and, I'll heckle him for being from NorCal just a tad, but man, he's our quarterback, man. Yeah, and I want to see him do good. I think he's gonna do pretty good, man. The Rams have a good offensive line. It's obvious in Todd Gurley being the best running back. They got a good defense. I'm excited. I'm excited for the team. I'm curious to see how these receivers are gonna do now with, um, hopefully a better than average quarterback coming in next year. And we'll see because the Rams were thirty-two, ranked thirty-two in offense. <laughs> yeah. So there's, not... there's only, they can only go up. So yeah, that's true. Good golf, way to look at it. Yeah, golf starting is is an improvement no matter what. And they got Gurley. They got the top a top three defense per yardage per play. So yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, a lot of potential. I like it. Dude, I'm stoked for the uh, Texans this year, man. Why? Because uh, I was just thinking about it today. They they picked up Lamar Miller, and then they got Osweiler, and they picked up Will Fuller from uh the from Notre Dame. They picked up uh, Lamar Miller from Miami. Yeah, in the off uh, like about a month ago. In Miami, agency. fucking Tunsil. Ah, there you go. okay. Let me that, uh that, that guy. Moba, did you want to touch up on the quarterbacks at all? Because we already kind of talked about that. I have no idea what happened in this draft. Oh, oh really? Okay, you don't. Okay. Oh. Well, uh, well, shit. Well, let's catch him up then, dude. <laughs> yeah, just go through the picks. Yeah. Okay, well, Jared Goff went one. Uh, Wentz, two. Yep. Joey Bosa. Three. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott. Four. Yep. Ramsey, five. Dude, I'm going to be honest. All I care about now is the 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 Laramie Tunsil's storyline. Okay, well Did he get drafted? He no. did. He oh, did. he did. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did. Uh, oh, but uh before that Miles Jack got, is not picked up. He's nope. still out there. Yep, his knee. His Everyone knee. said it was a time bomb. That's what that's yeah. what uh that's what the report said on him. Yeah. Um what's it called? The Niners traded back into the first round again. They picked up a guard. Oh, here's the one thing. Denver picked up a quarterback. They picked up Paxton Mil- uh Paxton Lynch. So any any thoughts about him getting traded uh Denver trading for Kaepernick is done because they have a quarterback now. Supposedly. Denver traded for Paxton Lynch? Yep. Yeah, they traded up in the draft. Yep. Paxton Lynch. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was the wild card quarterback. The douchey looking guy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people have said like Paxton Lynch uh was a court was like a dark horse court QB. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Okay, but uh, other than that, I mean, you're all you're all set then. I mean, there's there was three Ohio State players drafted in the first ten picks, four in the top sixteen. Um, oh, you know who was another huge pickup? Mobo, Rory Indice got picked up by the Cardinals at twenty nine. Yeah, dude, that's scary right there. Scary. That's if they can resolve his off the field issues, like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Laquan Treadwell, did he get? Yep. Yeah, late. Did he get, he got picked up by the Vikings. Who? Vikings. Vikings. That's what it was. Oh, that's right. Cause I'm, now we got to play him twice a year. Yeah. The Packers so, do. Vikings have a scary, like a sneaky good team. They got yeah. a sneaky good. They should have. I mean, they should have made it further in the playoffs. Yeah. If only they had like a fucking legitimate quarterback. Yeah. You don't think Teddy is legitimate? He's getting better. Know. He's getting but, better. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, I'll we'll give see. him like two more seasons. Yeah. 
Um, can you step up to the mic a little bit closer, Mobo? Uh, this is about as good as it's going to get. Okay, that that was better, actually. Hold on, let me just put my other. How's this? That's actually That's better. better, yeah. Shut up. Okay, so let's touch on the Laramie Tunsil situation then because we wanted to wait for you to talk about that. So you were the one who broke the news to me, Mobo, about Laramie. So why don't you tell... Break the break the story off. Laramie Tunsil, uh, his account got hacked and it leaked a video of him wearing a gas mask with a bong attached to it. The day of the draft. That's so malicious, bro. That's so mean, man. That is. That's so fucking malicious. Like that's unreal. just like pure, like fuck this guy. Not only that, ten minutes before the first pick was uh, in. God. That's fucking wow. disgusting, bro. Like, I felt so bad. When See, that's said, a lot of money that he lost out on. But you know what, though? Like, he got drafted. He True. went the first round. He can renegotiate his contract after two years. You know, he's going to be okay. But that's just fucking brutal. That is brutal. Yeah, you know, okay, so he got drafted by the Dolphins at number 13. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but here's the deal, man. If, if, uh, the quarterbacks didn't get picked up one and two, then he would have gone number one overall. That was a consensus. He was the best number one. Yeah, prospect. he was like he was the number one prospect after the the. Quarterback. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I think the Titans traded up in the draft, right? Because I saw them in the top ten. I'm like, oh, they're gonna pick up Tunsil because that's that's who they were supposed to pick with the first yeah. pick. And then they they fucking pass on him. They actually went with another offensive tackle. I was like, oh, dog. When I when damn. I heard, when I heard two tackles get picked up before him, I was all. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Which that's... I don't really get because it doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. It just means that, all right, he smoked a little weed. Like, I mean, I don't know. You said five years ago? Like, I don't see the big deal. So, okay, that's what he says. He – or that's yeah. that's the claim out there. That... Did, he, did, he, did he talk about it? Okay, let's get into that then. So you didn't watch the draft. Nah. So the poor kid, man, like – because I, I wasn't aware that this ha- happened. So I was like, oh, my God, the Chargers picked Bosa number three? Okay. I mean, Bosa's good, right? But I thought Laramie was going to go number three. Eze- you know, the Cowboys passed up on him. They picked Ezekiel. Okay, I got it. I got it. Number five with the Ramsey. You know, okay, I got that. And then this is when you called me, and this is when the timing happened. When Baltimore picked up. Stanley from Notre Dame, another offensive tackle over Laramie. I was like, wait a minute. What the hell's going on? And then you called me and you said, hey, bro, uh, do you know about the Laramie Tunson Stuntsville situation? No. <laughs> and so that's when it's all, the whole drama unfolded. And all of a sudden, he just kept getting passed up. And they kept showing him in the room. And his eyes were red. Yeah. His, Sad, man. His eyes were red, and he was so still. He wasn't crying, but you can tell, you know, he was biting his lip like, mm, mm, huh. goddamn. And then number seven comes up. He gets passed up by uh, San Francisco. They pick up uh, a defensive end. Number eight comes up. Pat, you just touched on that. Tennessee trades back into the top ten. They pick up another offensive tackle. Dog, Tennessee. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. They fucking- they won they, this year. They did draft. well this year, yeah. I like that. And so here, here's the situation. So they kept showing him in the newsroom, right, or in the green room, and everyone was consoling him. They had his, their hands on him, and he was just still like, mm-hmm. There was, you can see there's anger in his eyes. There's sadness in his eyes. There was a lot going on, and I give him credit. He wasn't crying, okay, but he was fighting it back. I know he was. And then there was talks about his stepfather. So you do a little research. Pat, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I, I, I remember reading about it a couple weeks ago, so my mind's a little bit shaky on it. But I just know that there's a lawsuit, I think. like um, I think his dad's suing him for assault or something. And then I think Tunsil is – I'm not sure if he's countersuing or saying that like he was just defending his mom because his stepdad was like beating up on his mom or something like that. So yeah. And this story came out like a week before the draft, and, and like his his stepdad was the one that started this whole process by by suing him for assault. And it's like, 
Man, that's 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 fucking low to do that a, a week before the draft, knowing that your stepson's gonna be getting all this money. Like, Mubba, do you know much about fucking, that situation? That's so. No, low. I hadn't heard anything. About, I right. hadn't heard anything about that. But that is fucking low, dude. That's yeah. just a pure money play, dude. Well, okay, here it is. Here's the lowdown. Then here's the lowdown. So basically, Laramie Tunsil got in trouble earlier this year with um, Ole Miss, and he got suspended in the, the first half of the season. Why is because it had been revealed that he had been taking improper benefits from agents okay uh his mother and his stepfather had got into a fight over the situation of laramie tunsil and agents so right off the bat i don't know if you guys remember the reggie bush situation but this reminds me of that right away um reggie bush's family took improper benefits from agents back oh, yeah in the, back in the day his stepfather had uh pretty much sold him out you know and his mother you know so then laramie got in trouble with old miss and so he got suspended earlier in the season and then now there's reports that him and his laramie's stepfather and mother had gone into an argument over that situation now i don't know where Laramie's stepfather was standing, uh, what side he was on, right? But they were fighting over agents and Laramie. Laramie comes into the situation saying, hey, do not touch my mother. So we don't know the facts from there. So after that situation, everything was apparently cool. Um, I think Laramie probably hit uh, his stepfather for self-defense over his mother. Uh, there was a whole squabble whether or not they were going to sue each other. Apparently, it was okay. However, up until last a couple days ago, now his stepfather is suing him. So, his stepfather is now suing him, saying, suing him for defamation of character, saying... <laughs> Dude, ultimate uh, mark. It, it, what yeah. a fucking mark, right? Because obviously no the kid's about no to make a fuck ton of money. Yeah. But here's a weird thing, man. We don't know for a fact that it's his father doing this and, and who and who hacked into Laramie's account. If it's his stepfather, you're a fucking idiot for, for hacking into his account. Let's assume it's his stepfather, okay? You're a fucking idiot for doing that. Why? Because if you're suing him, you're obviously suing him for money. Then that means you just sued him. You made his stock go down. He lost about fifteen million dollars guaranteed because he went from number three to thirteen. You're a fucking idiot if it was you hacking him. But you know, I mean, like, how would his how would his stepfather gotten a hold of that video? Yeah, that's the thing. I know. Well, how I mean, did it, how did anyone get a hold of it? Right? You know what I mean? So, well, I don't know. that could have been like I I feel like it's a friend, like somebody younger. Like I, that's yeah, why I feel like I rules out his stepfather. Yeah, I see. I see a younger, like a, a younger person connected to this because, like you know, kids share videos all the time, and it probably got and in the wrong hands. I think, Angela I Russell. Think, yeah, I think you've yeah. answered your own question though. Like, why? Like, his father would only be shooting himself in the foot if he released that video, knowing yeah. full well what it would have done. He's going after money. Here's why I bring it up because after Laramie gets picked up, uh, Pat, I think you're probably at the gym, so you didn't see this. Laramie gets picked up, and. Deion Sanders was the guy interviewing everyone behind the uh, after they got drafted. Okay, and Deion right away says, "All right, ma'am, let's talk about the elephant in the room." <laughs> not even not a congratulation, not not <laughs> anything. It's that's Dion. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And Laramie goes, "Okay." And man, I get I'll tell you guys what, man. Laramie handled this situation like a champ. He goes, "You know what, ma'am." Yeah, it happened. Um, I made a mistake a couple years ago, you know, but I'm not a bad person. And then this is what Dion said. He goes, was it was it your stepfather? <laughs> wow. Wow, right? And Laramie said. And, <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. Conjecture. <laughs> you know, the amount Jesus. of maturity that these guys have, because I, I'll tell you, man, like these guys are under under scrutiny. But for Dion to ask a 22-year-old kid, was it your stepfather, right? And and Laramie goes, you know, I don't know who it is. I'm not going to say who it is, but it, it doesn't matter. I made the mistake, you know, 
and I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to, you know, handle what's in front of me. And I'm so thankful that I have the situation that the Miami Dolphins picked me up. And I'm going to prove that I'm a good person. I'm going to work hard, you know. And, yeah, he won me over with that, man. Um, so that's why I mentioned the whole stepfather situation. And if it was a stepfather, you're an idiot. But I don't think it was a stepfather. So the next question is, who the fuck was it? Right? And whoever the fuck it was, why would you do it? You know, that's some, you guys touched on it earlier. That's some malicious ass shit, man. Yeah. That's just like, that's, that's someone, that's like a, that's a, just a pure fuck you play. No, like, yeah, I mean, we there's were, no motivation behind that. No. And Bobby, we were talking about internet trolls earlier. Like, there's no reason, like, people don't need a reason to be dicks anymore. Like, especially with, internet and all that shit involved like people will do it just to fuck with other people like there doesn't i don't think there needs to be a, a motivation here you know because mm. people people <laughs> people just suck nowadays sometimes so yeah it, it's just it's just so fucking sinister i hate that it's just so it's just so baseless and just terrible you know i understand why the ravens uh balked on them though because the ravens can't take any of that personality they can't no true can't. yeah not for and the Stanley's a yeah. I mean, not and a knock, not not to knock down Stanley. He's a good offensive tackle too. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's who they true. Picked. But like, yeah. but, like but yeah, they, I know what you mean. They had to stay away from him. Like anybody who like the Cowboys wouldn't have been gone near him. You know, I mean, the Cowboys didn't want him anyway. But yeah, dude, it was like brutal. When you said he was crying, I was like, ah, oh, dude, this kid's best day of his life just turned into like one of his fucking most embarrassing. How about the Miami Dolphins, though, huh? Um, Dude, they were like, "Oh my God, this guy's still yeah. on the board. Just fucking get him." Yeah, I, I mean, you know what? I was I was really curious to see because the very next pick was the Raiders, and I really wanted to see the Raiders pick. I I want to see the Raiders pick him up or Miles Jack. Um, but I can understand why they didn't pick up uh, Miles Jack. But I would have been glad to take him at at fourteen yeah. as a Raider it, fan. Raiders picked up a DB, right? Yeah, they picked up a safety. Uh, yeah, I don't know good. much about the guy, but hey, whatever, dude. You know, grab a shore up that defense, man. Yeah, Raiders got a, um, Woodson left a big hole. Uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. So let's go back to the Dolphins then, because you know, a couple years ago on Hard Knocks, they had uh, they had Chad Ochocinco. Um This past year, they picked up Adamagasu. It seems like this is an organ uh, and. Wow. Mobile. Speaking of an organization that's, you know, you just mentioned that the Ravens didn't want to touch uh, Tunsil because of that situation. Remember, they were the organization that had, what's that guy's name? The, oh, Jer- um, the bullied kid. Yeah. yeah. I forgot his name. Uh, incognito. Incognito. <laughs> what a yeah. name, right? That was the bullier. Yeah, the bullier. The bully, yeah. But, I mean, kudos to the Dolphins for doing that and stepping up and saying, yeah, we'll take this. You know, interesting. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Ezekiel? I'm excited about it. We got Darren McFadden who will be a, who will do a serviceable job. I mean, we're not going to the Cowboys aren't going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. So you know, Darren McFadden he did well last season. Hopefully, he can continue that and stay healthy this season. Um, give Ezekiel Elliott a little bit of time to kind of get a feel for the game. Hopefully, by the second second year, maybe even the first year, uh, end of the end of the year. He'll be ready to go. Who knows? Maybe Ezekiel Elliott kills it. Comes out to be Todd Gurley 2.0. What's what's that? What are they going to do with Alfred Morris? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Fucking just they have keep so him. many running backs now. It's kind of funny. They'll, I mean, they'll they'll probably just keep him and fucking uh, Alfred Morris will eventually just slip down to the third running back, and Ezekiel Elliott will take over RB two duties. Yeah. So, how concerned are you about their quarterback situation then with Romo? Oh, dude, I mean, I, I would have loved to have, for them to have taken a quarterback, but they didn't have a high enough draft pick. Yeah. Well, there's still Connor Cook and Hackenberg. I think those are the two, one, the two main I'm ones. Sure so. I'm sure there's still some quarterbacks that I don't know, know about out there available in the draft. I think they should try and get a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. I think they definitely. should also try and get uh, a receiver or at least or some like a – yeah, I know a receiver. So, yeah, they have the number 34 pick. So that's that's like the third pick coming up. I would have loved to, for them to have picked up Joey Bosa if they didn't get Elliott. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. 
they're lacking an outside. Uh, they're lacking. A, they're lacking someone who could set an edge. You know what? Um, someone on the NFL Network said, "Mobo." They said, "With Ezekiel Elliott getting picked up by the Cowboys, is this the triplets part two with Romo, Dez, and Ezekiel?" That's a. That's pretty scary, man. Especially with that offensive line. Now. So do you think that the what they really need to plug up is they're just their defense? Uh Sorry, I'm watching watching some draft shows. Yeah, I mean they didn't uh, have a great that, defense last year, right? Their defense, their de- I think I think the only thing they lack on offense uh is they need a tight end and they need like a, a solid solid wide receiver two they need depth at the wide receiver position um and they need to shore up their defense uh defensive line needs help and i believe like the second their secondary is good like their corners are good i think maybe like uh i don't know how solid their safeties are and then they got sean lee and a healthy quarterback they need a quarterback for sure they need a quarterback just because just they need a quarterback for the same reasons they need a tight end. Like those guys aren't gonna be there forever anymore and they need to start looking towards the future. And, you know, they'll probably tank this season and they'll go big uh, in twenty seventeen and get themselves a quarterback. Maybe they even trade up to get a quarterback. So you're already calling tank for twenty seventeen? Already calling tank for twenty seventeen. <laughs> you don't even know what quarterbacks are available, man. <laughs> Dog, whatever Some it is good ones though. It's gonna be better than an alien quarterback with back motherfucking back problems you'd be the True. worst gm ever dude. listen man i will never he's like the philadelphia sixers gm I just tank keep tanking forgive or forget tony romo taking the field goal he's gonna and talk about seattle yeah yeah i will That's never good. never forget that jesus christ laces out dan my Ugh. god that's not even laces out he fumbled the ball, and then the bitch couldn't have the common decency to get up and run it in. I love it. <laughs> what team was that against? Seattle? Seattle. <laughs> Fucking Seattle, bro. And that's it. That, that's, that's been it. When Des Bryant needs to learn how to catch a football without oh, making a football uh-huh. move. All right. Well, this has been a good one, guys. <laughs> Uh, should they trade for Bradford? He's available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wants to get out of this uh, Philadelphia. No, man. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they shouldn't trade for Bradford, but they should just pick him up for pennies. How about they're not going to want to pay that contract? Would you, out, would you uh, trade for Kaepernick? No, not not part of the system. However, he's just an idiot. No, I mean, like, I don't want to bring in. I'm not trying to. Bring in like some superstar. If I'm going to bring a quarterback, I'm going to bring in like a B quarterback. Otherwise, I'm going to bring in a quarterback who's going to carry me for the rest, the next five seasons. Derrick Henry's still available. Oh, Derrick Henry is. Derrick Henry's still available. Boy's still available, boy. Yeah, not no one picked him up. Hey, what's the knock on him, dude? He won a yeah. I don't get it. Trophy. I don't get it, dude. It was funny. I saw a picture of him and Eddie Lacy standing next to each other. Derrick Henry fucking towers over uh, Eddie Lacy. He's a big motherfucker, and he's fast too. I mean, for his size. I don't know. I didn't hear any of his combine stuff. Yeah, or, let me rephrase that. I didn't hear anything bad about his combine. Yeah, I mean, he's not the fastest guy, but you know, he's huge. You know, What's, yeah. what the hell is the knock on him? I think maybe the I think the pros are probably well, looking at Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson and Eddie Lacy and going, huh? Maybe. Well, also, I think the running back position's been devalued a little bit. You know, totally, totally. So that that could be it too. Well. You know, even though Ezekiel Elliott got picked third yeah, or fourth but, overall, but, but he was he was really I think he's one of a kind in this draft though. He's yeah, a, but um, fucking God, what's it? Derrick Henry, run run catch. He's a, he's a triple threat. He can run catch and block. Yeah. You know, yeah, who, I don't know. You know, you want to know what team I want to see him on? The Raiders. Fuck yeah. Who do they have right now? Him and Latavius. Ooh. They got Pat's cousin, dude. That'd be pretty Latavius Murray. Yo, I like the Dolphins. I like where they're going. 
Oh, what's your direction? I, like the, uh, I don't really know much about them. I just like Lamar. I, I, I like Lamar. Oh, fuck. Never mind. They lost Lamar Miller. Never <laughs> mind. I don't like, I say, I don't I like, like the, the, I like the Texans because they have Lamar Miller. Dude, I like, I like Lamar Miller. Yeah, me too. Even though he yeah, didn't do it. Texans I'm high on and Jaguars I'm, I'm high on this year too. You know, because Texans picked up Osweiler and they got Lamar Miller. They got DeAndre Hopkins and they got Will Fuller from Notre Dame who was the fastest. I, th- I think he was the fastest wide receiver in the draft this year. Um, he was being compared to Deshaun Jackson. Like that guy, is, he's, he's really fast. Who is this guy? Uh, Will Fuller. He was either a wide receiver for Notre Dame. Oh, wow. Um, He's really quick. He's really small because he's uh, so fast, but he uh, he could take the the top off the defense, which is great if you have DeAndre Hopkins, who's like the number, what no, top two or top three wide receivers in the game right now. So wow. those two guys with Osweiler, and you got Lamar Ma- Lamar Miller in the backfield, and you got JJ Watt. You know, holy yeah. shit, you got a, you got a team right there. And I like the I like uh, need, the head coach. The Texans need one more season to to load up on defense, and I think they're yeah. I think they're. Uh, I think they're in. What What do you mean by that? To load up on defense because they're already loaded on defense. Well, they've like got a good secondary. Yeah, they're secondary. They've got a. They've got like their defensive line and their their uh, linebacking core are pretty like. Well, their defensive line's top notch. Their linebacking core is solid, but their secondary wasn't was where they were getting burnt. Oh, really? If they can load up back there, yeah. Then uh, I mean that all you need is like two solid picks. Like your your first draft pick, you use a safety. Your second draft pick, maybe grab. Uh, a corner, and then boom, you're good. I think I think you can you can build enough around that core, especially with JJ Watt. Uh, yeah, getting pressure. Yeah, because you don't need you don't need a fantastic secondary. You just need a secondary long enough to hold out long enough till JJ Watt gets a sack. True. True. Well, okay. So Lamar Miller is going to be their running back. Um, hopefully, Brock Osweiler. What about their tight end situation? They need they need to work on their offensive line too, although um, Arian Foster was doing well. You know what I mean? But I think that was yeah. that, I think he was a big part of just Arian Foster. Okay, yeah. so so you're excited about the, the Texans? Um, you know who I'm pretty excited about then? The Cardinals, man. Uh, with the DJ, Jesus, Chandler yeah. Jones from uh, New England. You know the. Tyron no. Matthews coming back. I, I put money on them to fucking win this, win it all. Yeah, you did. What for eleven to one or eight to one? Eleven to one. That's wow. That's a solid bet, dude. That's a really solid bet. Yeah. But here's the problem, man. Um, here's why I wouldn't put money on them. Because uh, they're just a hit away from Carson Palmer going down, and dude, <laughs> that's, true. that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to win one. I, I want really, him to win yeah, one too. too. And Larry Fitzgerald too, man. Yeah, and Larry. Yeah, I hope he has a good year this year too. And Bruce Arians, man, I fucking love that guy. But, True. Yeah. You know, that's a team for, to watch for me. The Cardinals, um, obviously the Raiders. Hopefully, hopefully they pick they pick up someone dope in the second round. Um, Mobile, I'm curious to see who your Cowboys are going to pick the tomorrow uh, at 34. Let's see if they're gonna pick up the a quarterback or something. I think they should. I would, you know, you know me. What's interesting is the 49ers, man. I have no idea the direction of this team. Because <laughs> yeah, you can, you can kind of, yeah, you can kind of look at a draft, and you can kind of see a tendency on what these teams are doing. I, I look at the Niners. I have no idea what's going on with this organization. Which makes me happy because I hate them. Yeah, same here. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, wait a minute. What do these guys know that I don't know? <laughs> Probably oh, nothing. Dude, the fucking Cardinals are going off 18-1 to now. The really? line moved. Damn. Should have waited. Wait, what? why do you think 18-1? to That's weird. That was updated as of recently as two days ago. Hmm. That's interesting. Why would they go down? And the C- the the Packers or the Patriots went up. I can see that they have six top one hundred picks. Now they're yeah. a fifteen. Now they're going off at fifteen to two. Oh my god! That means they're better than eight to one. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Are they the Are they the very top team? They're the top team. Who's the number two team? Panthers. Seahawks nine to one. 
So they went. The Patriots went up even after Tom Brady's uh, suspension got uphill. Yeah, bro. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> it's because they they're the first four games are pretty much nothing, and I think Garoppolo has yeah. another a year under his belt too. Yeah. Seahawks nine to one, Steelers ten to one, Packers eleven to one, Broncos. Oh my God, they're still five, they're top five. Twelve hmm. to one, Panthers thirteen to one. Interesting. Panthers just getting no respect. <laughs> yeah. What? That's that's funny to me. Why did? Is it because they lost Josh Norman? That no. hurt them. I think yeah, that hurt them, but I don't think that's why. But there's also like like history shows. There's like a big like a uh, drop off like for for lo- Super Bowl losers. That is very true. True. Yeah. That is very true. Wow. Okay. Well, that's funny, man. We're only in round one, and. Football is just dominating the landscape. Basketball and NHL in their playoffs, and no one's talking about that. Baseball's like, hey, guys, I still exist. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> sure you do. The whole country is talking about the NFL right now, and you, you tomorrow the headlines is going to be all about Laramie Tunsil, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think Jared Goff is barely going to get touched. It's gonna be all Laramie. Oh yeah, no, they're gonna like they're gonna they're gonna like breeze through the uh, major talking points and then go straight to Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, that's the big news. Um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on? Shut up. All right, everybody. That calls. That's it for this uh, episode of Yo La Sports. Once again, thanks as always for tuning in. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As always, you can listen to us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you're liking what you're hearing, please don't forget to show us some love by giving us a five-star review. And we can continue to give you guys lots of content just like we've been doing. Make sure to tune back in this Sunday as we cover the rest of the draft and figure out what else is happening. Talk shit on some of the moves. Talk about some of the drama talk about a bunch of players that we don't even know all coming up next episode of ula sports